Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, coming at you this evening with uh, two folks uh, from uh, another, a fellow podcast, not a rival podcast, a fellow (laughs) podcast. Uh, They talk about music and dissect their favorite albums. Um, They are the guys from Not Exactly Radio. Um, I have them here to talk about their passions, artistry, and why they do what they do. Benny and Tony, thank you for joining me this evening. Thank cheers. you for having us. Yes, cheers. You're so welcome, guys. Uh, I told you, I told you, I uh, episode for an episode, you know? Right, no, for sure. And we got to <laughs> have you back on the show now, too. I mean, just yeah. so we can, just, just yeah. so the ball's in our court again, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's going to be a constant, like, one-upping each other. Yeah. Like, no, I'm getting you on on my episode now. You tell so, me your fucking favorite goddamn <laughs> album right now. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, to start, boys, uh, Tony, we'll start with you. How was your day today? What'd you do? Um, I worked, which meant that I went downstairs because um, I, I, I've been homebound since March. Yeah. Uh, worked at the university uh uwm Ooh. alma mater for ben here that's yeah that's right uh but yeah i work there but not there right now um which is i'm fortunate there but not there that's right yeah and i'm very fortunate for that but uh so yeah came down here and uh just talked to the dog all day really um and then yeah i'm gonna do it all again tomorrow you sound yeah. like a classic quarantine horror story right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking to my dog all day and, uh, you know, I take less than 200 steps every day. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I am very unemployed right now, aside mm-hmm. from a sporadic gig doing um, a wedding server at the Astor Hotel downtown. Dude, I'm just people getting married right now make me fucking hate everything dude it's all people not wearing masks like you can count on one hand how many people are wearing masks and they're all screaming like yelling and shouting and hugging each other and just being total fucks it's and, uh, it doesn't count <laughs> and i'm yeah and i'm just like would you like some more water sir <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I understand the frustration because like I'm getting married in a couple weeks and we're not doing the whole big thing. We're not doing we're not doing we're just having we're just having which is good, which that I I do want to clarify that is good. If you're going to do it at least, you know, (laughs) I was a little nervous. You're like, everyone getting married right now is a big piece of shit. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Betty. Damn you. (laughs) No, no, you're you're I know. I know you well enough to know you're going to be safe and responsive about it. I'm talking about the people that are, have a hundred plus people in the building and all the masks are off within half an hour and they never go back on. That's what I'm talking about. Absolutely. That's uh, it's terrifying. Like when we moved, when we moved our date, uh, the DJ that we had planned, luckily it's some gentleman that I work with. His name is Nolan. Um, he was saying that he's still doing a lot of weddings right now. And like a lot of them, uh, a lot of them have been up north or like north of Milwaukee, I should say. And uh, they've all been huge, 
no social distancing, no masks. It was just like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Gives you the heebie-jeebies. Right. Um, we are the worst state uh, in of COVID right now in just, the nation. Number one. Just crater to the bottom. Um, yeah. Just, oof. Oh, man. Uh, I want Packer players to self-quarantine. Because, like, Green Bay in Brown County is, like, right now, it's, like, if you go outside, you probably have it. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. No kidding. It, Benny. Benny. The heat map, that's the like, the molten core of yeah. our flat earth. Benny, how was your day today? What'd you do? It was good, man. You know, I went to work. Uh, my There's only two of us in my department. The other guy had off. It wasn't that bad. It was fine. I didn't scream. It was fine. Um, and then uh, I mentioned this before the show started. I, I, I started my my very first therapy session today, and that was it went pretty well. That was pretty nice. Yeah. Once again, congratulations, man. Like, I'm happy for you uh embarking on that new on that journey um it's intimidating as fuck you know like when you're entering that situation but uh it pays off for sure for sure i'm very i'm very excited she seems very nice uh my therapist uh, it, it seems like uh, you know it, it's, it shouldn't have a bad stigma to it like it's it's nice like i i, I felt really cool that you congratulated me for starting therapy and like yeah, man. it was a it was a big step but i don't want people to be scared to like start therapy this is like my third attempt to start therapy and i, I feel pretty good about this one yeah so. totally man i uh absolute firm supporter of therapy i've been in therapy for six years um speaking of which i need to book an appointment soon because it's been a little while but um yeah i the thing that I did try to like, the thing I had to check myself in, because I used to always, I used to be one of those people that was always like, oh, everyone needs a therapist, you know, like everyone should. But then with that said, you have the privilege of like, well, I'm privileged that I have health insurance, whereas a lot of people don't. And uh, it's not, or it's not affordable, it's not accessible. And uh, because we live in a capitalized healthcare system, um a lot of people don't have that uh that resource and it so it's it is a privilege to have therapy for sure but yeah um medicare for all yep absolutely absolutely yeah so boys what we talked about mr nice guy we examine love and fear passion and creativity and uh y'all were so uh kind to have me on your show uh earlier this year um you guys remember uh you guys remember like shows in person you remember things in person oh yeah (laughs) you were the last yeah that's right that was like i think it was like two weeks before everything went to shit um but you guys had invited me over uh we sat and talked about panda bears person pitch record and uh, that was a lot of fun um, I have, uh, been, uh, excited to turn the tables on you guys ever since. Um, so, uh, our, so yeah, I guess we can start with, um, do either of you guys, um, have like, what, what are you guys like backgrounds? Like what made you guys interested in the podcast format to begin with? Well, uh, I know when Tony and I are younger, first of all, before I go into this, I want to say that I, I still listen to that album a lot, uh, especially the very first song, the opening track is my favorite track. Oh, good. Um, 
And then also, I have to give a shout out to Alan uh, from Breaking and Entering because he was on the show before everything shut down promoting be- promoting the rap battles that were or the the beat battles that were coming up, and we were supposed to be the judges mm-hmm. on that. <laughs> but here we are. Yes. Um, to to answer your question, uh, Tony and I, when we were younger, we were in bands. Some of them were together, some of them were separate. And then we realized we weren't good at being musicians. So we're like, hey, let's talk about them instead. <laughs> in all reality, we did have a lot of fun, you know, uh, doing all that stuff, being connected to the music. And I think what we did as we, you know, got older and like now that we're in our 30s and shit, we're just like, let's, let's, we might not be able to do the same things that we do when we were like slightly younger, but we could still, I don't know, be part of the scene in some way and talk about music and still have that connection. Um, And that's the broad, I'll give you the more practical pitch on how this worked out. He learned uh, how to broadcast and production and all that stuff. Uh, And once Ben learned how to do that stuff, it was time to find an excuse to do that stuff. Uh, So, you know, and that's a good hobby to have uh, to share with your bud. And it turns out we talk basically every day anyways, you know, right. like those two uh, middle school girls with their finger around the cords of the phones back, <laughs> back in the day in, in the eighties of the shit that we grew up watching that I would sound like a dinosaur to any zoomer. But back then there used to be cords on phones and, but yeah, that's like us every day anyways. Right. But instead about boys, it's about the Packers, which is a type of boys, I guess. <laughs> That's right. right? <laughs> Golden green boys, for sure. Um, so, but, and then, but and then another interest of ours has always been music and it really is a broad just interest. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, where'd you guys grow up? Mean well, I- streets of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I- I grew up in uh, uh, Plymouth, Wisconsin, which is in Sheboygan County, about uh, 60 miles north of here. And uh, they were even meaner streets. I'm, I'm kidding. They, they weren't mean whatsoever. They were stupid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, Glenn Beulah. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> like, that's the name of it. And it just, it, it just sounds like, I don't know what, knockoff pasta brand or something. Oh yeah, maybe some ranch. Yeah. <laughs> Glen Beulah, Wisconsin. Yes. <laughs> that is, uh, if you if you blinked while you were driving on the highway, you might have missed it. That's that's how big it was there. Oh yeah, sure. It was just like a little uh, little pocket on the on the side of the road. Pretty much. That's and why, I like, when I tell people where I'm from, I always say Sheboygan. And, I'm, and I have a lot of friends that are from Sheboygan that are just like, you're not actually from Sheboygan. You're from fucking Plymouth. And I'm like, I Trying know, whatever. Sheboygan clout. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what are you? <laughs> no. Dude, I'm a real Sheboyganer, okay? You can't just take that away. I'm like, I, all right. I, I just got, all right. All right. This is how, where my mind went. Uh, so a Chicago or Chicago, uh, Sheboygan hype beast, but instead of Supreme, it's Roundy's brand stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a Roundy's hat. There it yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. So, fuck with it. Like totally. Can't claim uh, Sheboygan unless you're from Sheboygan. Dude. Yeah. That's, <laughs> we have the best sausage and, and rare cuts of meat store in the fucking state. Uh, well, yeah. I was just saying, my mom, my mom did work for Johnsonville. So, I mean, like, I guess I'm a part of some sort of history. 
I don't know, something. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the only thing I know about Sheboygan is like their meat store that's all famous and shit. But oh, all you need. Yeah. Um but uh famous meat stores. Famous. <laughs> that's a that's a good album name for uh let's come up with a genre for yeah. famous meat stores. Famous meat uh, stores. Polka, it's polka for sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't even talk about anything. All else. polka band in front. The accordion has to be stretched out, though. It's always more impressive when it's stretched out. And the tuba player's right behind them. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all wearing kilts. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, but that is kind of how I am with uh, Chicago because I'm from the suburbs of Chicago, but. No one knows the lonely town of Flossmill, Illinois, unless you're from the area. I was going to say, is it the fallout boy, <laughs> uh, Chicago suburb? Because uh, that's, that, that's where they're from, right? Um, uh, that, where the fuck are they from? I, sh- why, I should know that. <laughs> I, will say, I will say that uh, Juice World did go to my high school. Oh, oh, oh shit, R.I.P. Really? Rest in peace, yes. Oh, that really fucking sucked. Forgot that was, about yeah. that. He was a... He was a, a freshman when I was a senior. Um, wow. Yeah, and uh, tragically uh, passed away almost a year ago now. But, yeah, I mean, that was always kind of like our – that became like our claim to fame. Um, but, yeah, no one knows what the fuck I'm talking about, so I just say <laughs> should go. Um, so, uh, so when did you guys become friends then? When we were baby boys uh, <laughs> of like 16 or 14, 15. Oh, fucking one of those days. 15, 15, 16. That's I guess we had, we had to have a, had a license. So. Right. Oh, yeah, because I guess I wouldn't see you unless you drove up. Like <laughs> so 16. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, oh, man, that's uh, half my life ago. Oh, no. So, stop that. you know. Stop that right now. Oh, man. Well, the funny thing is, I would say I relate, but I just, I only can just, I look like I can relate, but I'm actually only 24. Yeah, I know. I remember uh, giving know, you so much know. shit when you were on our show. I was like, get your young ass out of here. Yeah, I look like I can relate to you, but really I can't. So yeah. uh, You still have the baby face, Ben. Yeah. You well, just, uh, I'll well take it. you know, you I'll were naive it. before, but now this year has changed just all. So oh, yeah. God. Yeah, no, I'm... No, You're I'm now just... a grizzled baby face. <laughs> now baby I'm... that's been to war. Now I'm a disgruntled IPA sipping, fucking <laughs> uh, flannel wearing. There you go. Old man. It's um, fall now. Good time for the flannel. It's yeah, flannel exactly. season. It is. Yeah. Definitely. Flannel season with all the uh, vowels taken out. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I, I like seeing it better like that. <laughs> I like that. I do like that. As Z. So, yeah. So, uh, so when you guys, um, so what was like the music you guys grew up listening to in the household? Um, Benny, we can start with you there. What, what, what were like your first loves music? Oh, like? God, this is going to sound very bad. Mark Marin's here. Who are your guys, man? <laughs> <laughs> Who are your guys? No. Um, <laughs> When I was growing up, uh, I had a lot of, my dad played a lot of oldies and I couldn't even like tell you any of the band's names, but I, I could tell you, you know, James Brown and uh, the Beach Boys. Uh, but then when I started getting into my own music, all of a sudden I'm listening to like one hit wonders like Lou Bega and fucking Baja Men. 
and fucking oh my god yes <laughs> yes and then like <laughs> i know my biggest one was sugar ray like i loved all their albums and i i, I luckily started listening to them for 1459 because i'm pretty sure at my young age when that, when that album came out i wouldn't have been able to listen to floored or uh uh brownies and lemonade or uh, lemonade and brownies i forgot whatever one that was but uh sugar ray was definitely my shit but then as i grew older uh a it's good lemonade. friend of mine ryan What's that? Brownies, lemonade brownies is too horny, right? So it is. It's not... way too horny. There's like a chick, <laughs> like, there's like a lady bent over on the cover, and I'm like, my mom would never let me buy this yeah. album if I fucking wanted it. Back when we had to buy music. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, again, it'll I... sound like Abe Simpson to people that For don't sure. understand that. Of we had to buy music. Uh, I'm pretty sure I did that joke. So continue, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> um, as I as I grew up, though, I mean, I. I really started getting into System of a Down. Love System of a Down. They're still one of my favorite bands. Like, even if I don't listen to them as much, uh, they're still my favorite band prominently. Um, otherwise, like, I started getting into Ska, too. Uh, and then Tony helped pave the way for, like, punk for me. Like, he, I remember him giving me um, an H2O album, a Bad Religion album, and I think there was a third album, a Dead Kennedys album, too, that he yeah. gave me. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, that's that just like kind of started everything. That's kind of when my my music ex exploded right there is when he yeah. showed me those bands. And I'll definitely give System of a Down uh, the assist on that because it like they're a band that one. I feel when people have to when people pick their favorite band, it's either long catalog because then you got a bunch of songs to go off of, or like good age it hits you at, mm -hmm. and then you get to grow with them. Or then, uh, or just they encapsulate a couple things, you know, and it just is that perfect mix. And Sister Down does that thing where we end up bringing them up when we're talking like with rap, punk, different, all these elements. Yeah. And so when I knew that was his, extremely his shit, I was like, well, that shit reminds me of this shit that I'm really into. And then that already, our collab began. And then okay. I, I guess kind of expand with System of a Down, like, I'm thinking I started listening to him right when like 9-11 happened and I'm like this middle school thing not knowing what's going on and that's when I like start asking questions uh because of this whole 9-11 thing and then System of a Down shows uh the song Boom uh from Steal This Album and everything and that's when I kind of like all of a sudden Tony likes to call it being radicalized uh because <laughs> of System of a Down so that was just, I could see woo, just really stuck it, to me it, it was the I mean it I think we all have our first acts once you uh go lefty where it's usually a music influence where it's like oh they're like there's finally a guy that finally says to you oh to you don't need to believe that this fairy tale you were told growing up about how usa is always good and always right and does all the best things always because before that you are kind of like a blind like remember we used to do like mock elections in class where yeah, we got to yeah. vote for one of the guys and basically the difference between them is one likes peanut butter and the other likes you know ice cream better so <laughs> yeah. we're just supposed to think that's the fundamental difference between two you know and then yeah or the, the fact that you know things like the pledge of allegiance was so indoctrinated yeah. right? jeez I yeah. remember we had a 
uh, he was a Puerto Rican kid and he didn't want to do it. And instead he said, I'm going to pledge allegiance to the Puerto Rican flag. And I remember a teacher threw her, his or her shit about it. And like, they thought about suspending him for doing it. Oh my God. Right. And then, yeah, (laughs) this cult, like this basically this cultish pledge to like, you know, serve the interests of your red, white, and blue empire retrospectively there's such a like backwards um nationalism complex like that is just so embedded in our education system and uh think of look back and like wow that's fucked up like why did i do that why was i why just never question it for so many years you know i remember even in in a kindergarten in first grade like we not only had to say the pledge, we also had to sing the Star Spangled Banner every day, too. Oh, shit. Yeah. God, you're younger than American ass school, I went to. <laughs> yeah. I was Again, the say. song doesn't even slap, so then you got to listen to it and it's boring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I always questioned it because, like, I remember going into high school, I had this, I had this, uh, I guess I can only assume as a left leaning uh, homeroom teacher. Because every time the pledge would happen, everyone would stand up in my homeroom except for him. Like, he would be the only one. If we had any sort of, like, uh, uh, um, things in, like, the auditorium, he wouldn't stand for the flag or anything like that. And I remember, like, some of my friends now that I went to school with that, like, are on the same side as me right now. They were all like, what the fuck is, what the fuck is his problem? The fuck is this? Is America, but I'm like, okay. I, th- <laughs> that was another reason why, like, I guess the combination of my homeroom teacher and system of a down Jesus Christ. I, I don't know what my little brain was trying to go uh, through, but it almost exploded. Well, yeah. Seeing that violence and how we were promised that could never happen. And then just, but then our response is just more violence. Yeah. And uh, then again, isn't that funny that we're always told violence isn't the answer when it looks <laughs> like that's the one answer that, you know, we all tend to want to, <laughs> uh, we tend to try to solve our global problems with, but uh but yeah so but like yeah i forgot where i was going initially with tony tony this is a good segue for you to tell us what your first uh picks were um sorry for taking all that time oh not at all not at all i i tangents man you know (laughs) go ahead tony i remember uh well, the first musical influence, uh, besides, I think, I think one thing that one is going to be missed by like something like a radio, just getting phased out of regular life is listening to stuff like the oldies, because th- that shit is so good in the sense that, you know, it feels like it's such a bedrock of music that came after that so yeah i love oldies and stuff like that but it's because of you know mother playing the radio and shit like that Mm. uh first music i saw being like oh wow that shit's cool was because my brother's 10 years older than me and since i was a 90s like you know kid kid he was growing up as a teenager in the 90s so gangster rap was his thing so he got to see you know all the seminal acts nwa and West Coast, you know, Tupac, Biggie Smalls, all that, you know, was thriving when he was a teenager. So that's what I got to hear, but I wasn't allowed to. It's just, I got to hear 
<laughs> through trans uh and then i got to inherit those when i got older uh but then i moved away from rap and just got into punk rock but i remember blink way two at first that uh, was the first rock band and thinking they were the hardest rock band ever when i was seven years uh not seven years but in seventh grade and then those towers got hit and then yeah probably bad religion and dead kennedys after that you know yeah yeah i yeah i wouldn't say like um i i mean i didn't really know much about anything any politics really until confidently at least until uh, after high school but yeah i'd say like that sort of at least like among my friends like the 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 band we all really liked that was you know that definitely like radicalized us as well as many before us was rage against the machine um, oh yeah dude that will always, you know, uh, spark a, a, a sonic revolution against the power, you know. But like what you just said, Tony, like other groups like, yeah, NWA, Public Enemy. I mean, it's not just the fact that like, oh, we were taught that like, you know, this gangster lifestyle is like, you know, all violence and crime and drugs and uh, all of these horrible things. But really, it's like, no, like. They're actually, they've been making statements about these racial disparities in politics and justice for decades. And uh, a lot of y'all just like, you know, thought it was rebellious, but without actually putting in the, the emotional and mental labor to like empathize with, with people that came from those backgrounds. And mm -hmm. that's why it's like, yeah, none of this shit is new that's going on right now. This shit oh, is yeah. not fucking new, you know? Isn't like, the, yeah, isn't that the irony? And uh, the big wet toddler is probably, you know, hopefully we'll be on his way out either whichever which way. We don't have to say anything. But, um, but the worst thing is, is that everybody that is interested in holding on to their power is going to pretend he's an arboration, like... That was a one-time mistake. He was just, you know, first bad president ever, too. When really, at no. the end of the day, outside of the, you know, the 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 carnival show here and there, at the same time, he, he is your average president, the shit that he did. Yeah. A lot of the same shit that other presidents are going to try to do are done already. That's right. You know, with just a little added reality television sprinkled on top, because... <laughs> irony is dead in this country so you know like yeah irony just, and the and uh not irony and then satire is just dead but so much amplified theatrics with mm -hmm. this one right now. and they're just gonna pretend that was the weird times just four years of a bad president that was, that was the only time we've ever like, been this life it's like have you ever actually watched like one of like ronald reagan's psa's yeah. dude like <laughs> And we've been uh, talking about that, you know, <laughs> old skeleton a couple times uh, lately too. Because yeah, he he was like the original. Oliven, <laughs> American values, <laughs> Nancy. Oh, Nancy. <laughs> yeah. Think, uh, 
well, one of my favorite memes is like I, I forgot what it was right now, but it's like a picture of the Doom the, the Doom video game cover, and it's like when you die, it's like oh your friends are like oh I hope they're doing well in heaven, and it's like you in hell, and you're like where the fuck is Ronald Reagan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're, yeah, the Doom cover. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Where for a little while of picturing going down to fight all these ghouls down in hell right now. Yeah. I think still haunting our world. That's the problem. And that's. Oh, yeah. that's- <laughs> That's what's interesting about music and stuff too. Is when we're talking about it, like we've talked about mm-hmm. Marvin Gaye, Robert Johnson. We've talked about uh, like more recently, we, our, our newest episode that just came out was Public Enemy. Uh, but still, like these different time zones when these albums came out, but there's still the same message that could be played today. Like we, there are several occasions where we've said an album from like the '70s could be could work so well today as well. Uh, Neil just, Young, Neil yeah. Young. Fucking A, it's like, it, it blows my mind that this is still like an issue that people were protesting and singing about back in like the day and it's still going on right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you hit the nail on the head right there, Benny. Like it's, these are, it, it's such like tediousness at this point to like make music that's overtly political because Music has been political for the past 50 years on a mainstream pop culture context. But, you know, now it's like, you know, you have people this year making music about like, oh, oh, defund the police. Or like, you know, where it's just, there's, you can't even like put it into an abstract formula at this point. Like, some like all you can really do is be like um is be extra fucking blunt about it and be like fuck the american government and like you know like <laughs> support antifa like type type so like i don't know you know it's, but it's like where you just there's all there's every little like literally in every in so every dimension of music there has been, you know, some kind of revolutionary agenda or message. You know, like all music is political, but um, or at least politics are present in all kinds of music. But, but you know, like at this point, it's like every type of abstract concept has been tried, and so like how out like it's almost it's just kind of like you know. I think that the only way to continue innovating like politics and music is to just get angrier and angrier, you know, <laughs> like that's why I've been listening to a lot of noise music this year. Fucking A. Yeah. I mean, whatever, whatever calms down your eternal screaming, you just, you just <laughs> present yourself with more eternal screaming. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. But uh, I understand what you're saying. And, and I think like, uh, this is just a, a theory of my my own but like they kind of distract you with like these these pop songs and i guess the big i shouldn't say pop songs because like some of that shit's awesome like it's great like a fucking wop but cardi b fuck yeah i'll play that shit all fucking day oh hell yeah Yeah. But, but if you look at like i always okay i try not to diss on any sort of music whatsoever but like pop country can go fuck itself because it like gives you like this this false sense of like patriotism and and people are just like yeah this is how america should be fucking trucks and beer and blue jeans and i'm like no that's not at all you can question 
Right, in the form of all this corny materialism that's just regurgitated by every star in that category, pretty much. It's uh, it's 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 a thing. It's a thing. Yeah, there's a there's a couple little uh, exceptions though. I mean, Chris Stapleton. Yeah, uh, absolutely. No, Tennessee whiskey. I fucking that song is my <laughs> shit. I yeah, it's good. Alabama shakes. They're fucking great. Oh, like yeah. like pop country. I'm talking about like Florida Georgia line or yeah. some bullshit like that. I don't know. Right, Rascal like Flats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All of the all of the concerts I had to work at at the Hollywood Casino mm-hmm. Amphitheater uh, back in the day, mm-hmm. those are the those are the ones we're talking about, right? Now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, tell me about um, your guys' first attempt at doing a podcast together, like the first time you ever like <laughs> tried your hands at it. It's funny because our first episode's just moved down. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we went in the wheelhouse. Because <laughs> I, I kind of came up with the, the idea of the podcast. I presented it to Tony and he's just like, all right, well, let's do something that I think would be, that would be in our well, wheelhouse. You voice. wanted a music podcast. Yeah. That, that was the idea of, so we had the topic and then we had the format. And then right. I almost what went going to do. <laughs> I, almost, I, almost, I almost went as far as like just doing one song per show yeah uh and then tony's like well what about a whole album and then like we're still like tweaking it even like almost two years uh, two years in now um but yeah our very first attempt is our very first episode and it's system of a down toxicity um if, if you listen to our first like i don't know like 20 episodes they might sound like oh so bad <laughs> early episode weirdness it's uh because we had we had like two different mics and like I didn't know how to edit all that shit and I was still learning how that all worked and then I'm just like fuck it we're just gonna have one microphone that's gonna capture everybody and it's gonna work better and it works so much better More now better. <laughs> yeah. but uh, but yeah no I mean like trying to find our footing you can definitely hear that in the first like 15 episodes <laughs> oh yeah I man uh, last that's... 45 too <laughs> <laughs> that's something. That's something that definitely hits home for me, too. I mean, being a podcaster, like, it does take some, you know, like, feeling things out in that interface. I mean, Mm -hmm. my first attempt at a podcast was in college, and it was uh, called The Slowdown with Slowly. Hey, God. I want to slow down. You want to slow down. Should I just rebrand myself now? Bring it back. Yeah, okay, we're sitting slow here slowing down right now. We got down. some beer. Slow down, yeah, dude. Slowy. Uh, slow I, I did. Um, I did four episodes, um, and they were all like, you know, my like couple East Side friends from UWM. I knew that like did music, um, and uh, like one thing that um. We were talking, we mentioned tangents earlier. Um, one thing being on a, being the host of a show really teaches you to do, and it teaches you fast, is like learning how to stay the fuck on topic. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. that is, that is such a challenge when, especially when it's like people that you're really comfortable with right. and you just want to talk about, you know, all this goofy ass shit. Uh, sometimes it can be good. Like sometimes those tangents can be fun and engaging and entertaining for the listeners. But if, especially if it's like when people, 
when the inside jokes start weaving their way <laughs> into the content, we're like, man, this no one's gonna listen to this shit. Because <laughs> that's the irony is like the best podcasts are like conversations like oh those are friends having a fun conversation about a topic i like um that tends to be the format but then there gets to a point where okay well now these friends you know where it's like take it the fuck offline at this point where it's like (laughs) all right it's great you guys have you have friends that talk to you it's great like so there's negotiating that of how interesting is this or is this just me vibing with some friends yeah (laughs) And there just happens to be uh, uh, a camera in, or a microphone <laughs> in front of us. Yeah. You know? So it's it's always negotiating that because you yeah. want to you want to seem fun, but then yeah, I guess if it can start being re- replaced with like King of the Hill, like yups, like yeah, if we're yep. doing the equivalent of all just going yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, same dude, same. Yeah, man, same, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Right on, dude, yeah. <laughs> I think it's all about finding that, uh, that happy medium because I think we're still, we're still finding, like, like Tony said, I guess maybe every episode's kind of like still finding our footing for, the, for this podcast. But like, um, we, we've changed, I shouldn't say we've changed things drastically or anything, but we've found little things to try that might make it seem more uh, uh relatable to everybody that might be listening or anything like that and uh and, and i think we found a we found a nice little medium pace where we do have that conversation but it's not overbearing like people aren't out of the loop of what we're talking about or even if we uh, or something like that you know yeah yeah absolutely like <clears throat> i mean it also like that's why i mean i'm still in no no uh, mindset that like I want to do live episodes really because recording it is the way to go um, because you can get rid of all of that like you know fluff and shit like that for sure but for sure. um but yeah like you know a lot of times when it is like good friends um like people I mean people just naturally gravitate towards like watching people that are good friends but also good conversationalists just build off each other in such yeah. a like goofy but also consistent way um and uh, that's that's a that's what it takes to be a good host definitely is like having a having a good balance of like humor but also like consistency in the in the theme of the show and whatnot you know so yeah. When you guys are you guys are not exactly radio, which is uh, aptly named, uh, where'd you come up with that one? Well, <laughs> Tony came up with it. Tony came up with it because I was in a band. Remixed it though. It's a remix. I was in a band that uh, a buddy of mine helped name. We were called Not Exactly Heroes, and that was a lot of fun. I loved being in that band. That was a lot of fun. Um, it was my sleepy shirt. The other night, Ben, I almost texted you a picture. I'm telling oh, you, you should have done it. Was, I, was, I like that. Girls, but uh, <laughs> it's a white shirt, and it's like there's like a superhero, and he's chilling at a bus stop with two other people, and they're like, "Who's this bitch?" That's badass. <laughs> that is yeah, badass. no, we had, we had a lot of fun playing that music, and then when I told Tony about this podcast, and then he came up, he's like, "All right, Ben, I have this idea. I think it's gonna be great. Check this out." not exactly radio and i'm like holy fuck great let's fucking go with it roll with it it's like that came first because like it's just (laughs) 
Um, how does he do it, folks? How does he do it? <laughs> I was going to say, like, actually, both my old bandmates that I used to play with and not exactly heroes, they reached out and they're just like, that's actually a fucking cool name. I'm glad you're <laughs> still kind of going with the, the not exactly not exactly thing. I'm like, yeah, fucking not even I, I don't even think I didn't come up with any of the names. I've just been a part <laughs> of it. That's all. It's just <laughs> stuck with you. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that shit. I, I love that not exactly phrase because by default you're just humbling yourself you're like we're not trying to be anything outrageously dope like we know we're we know where we know our place yeah because i I, I love it it's it's on our facebook description that he wrote and it's like just two dudes talking music and i'm like just dudes rock just dudes rock just two rocking dudes Rocking dudes, dude. <laughs> I will have to give a shout out to my my good friend uh, Chris Davis. Uh, I've known him since high school. Um, he's the one that actually, because I remember trying to come up with band names for Not Exactly Heroes, and I was like, "What about Not Heroes?" This is fucking like this, and he's just like, well, "What about what about Not Exactly Heroes?" And I, I gotta say, like, besides coming up with that name, Chris is a super talented dude. Uh, he's worked with uh, Static X. Uh, he's gone on tour with Static X along, or maybe not on tour, but he's he's got his work has been shown with Static X on their newest tour that they've been going on, or the when they could go on, um, and just an overall good dude. His music video work has been fa- phenomenal, and I suggest everyone checking out Chris Davis's work if you can. Um, he's a good dude. So yeah, like when you so they did that Wisconsin Death Trip tour, like the mm-hmm. anniversary, and so when they you know when these bands do this big presentation they have those videos that flash different shit on it yeah so that's what he created like like so all splicing all the whatever lyrics and graphics together to entertain a crowd it was so it's so sharp it was so sharp to look at and he's he's creating something he's he's helping with the music video right now for static x and uh it looks sick. Like I've, I've seen what his work was when we were first like starting out in high school and stuff and like seeing how he's expanded now to where he's like doing these music videos for Static X. It's phenomenal. Like I cannot even, I'm not even trying to, I'm not, I'm not even trying to be biased here. Like he's just fucking phenomenal at what he does. And I'm, he's grown so much as far as being an artist. So fucking yeah. hats off to Chris Davis. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think it's human 12. Human 12 is mm-hmm. like, you can find them places that way. Right. Hell yeah. Um, who was your guys' uh, first guest on the show? Question. Who was I it? To... Oh, man. Uh, I don't think – I can't remember. What... Well, shit. We've had quarantine, so many. Quarantine year is really think, hard to remember. I think it was but... Alan. I think it was Alan. It might have been Alan. Hold was on. It? <laughs> it, was, it was Alan Halas. Oh, I love that. Alan Halas. <laughs> like, Who the fuck is that? I'm like, oh, Alan. Alan. Yeah. Who the fuck? Log me in. I was with Alan Halas earlier today. Shout out to him. Yes. Uh, we got a bite to eat a good kind patio. Yeah. Good kind, great, great burgers. Life. One of the best burgers I've ever had. Shout out to Good Kind. Shit. You're also, I mean, yes, good on Good Kind, but I have to say that there's a burger place. There's a Euro place that has one of the best burgers I've ever had right down the road from my apartment right now. But yes, I want to go to Good Kind to find out. I'm, I'm what's, looking. What's the spot you're talking about? The Euro. It's, it's literally called Euro Place, I think. Euro Stand. Euro Stand. Wow, nice and straight to the point. I we love I, to see that. 
nice people too like really nice people of course kevin would be our first guest though why would we well, sit here and think it he would be anybody count. he else? doesn't count because we inherited him uh yeah. so a dog followed us home from the podcast store to the podcast house and uh whenever an animal follows you home it's your animal except this is a human and our friend kevin <laughs> has done so many shows with us especially during quarantine he's just in this show now he's just in the show now he, yeah. he he's actually our third host now but so he was our first guest but you're thinking first not dog that followed us home <laughs> yes. uh, yeah and i think the answer is actually chris davis Oh, speaking of, see, now work. we can edit the video to sound like that was his, the question. <laughs> that was the question. <laughs> Not the dog that followed you home that, you know, <laughs> yeah. exists in a human, in a homo sapiens form. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, well, dope. Yeah, I know, I know you guys have had a myriad of great guests, Alan being one of them. Um, you guys had... Um, um, Eddie from Nobody's Fault, right? Yeah, yep. He's an old buddy of mine. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like, um, have you guys just kind of been like, oh, this person looks like we like their music or we like what they're doing? Let's invite them on the show, sort of thing. Like, uh, how do you guys plan it out? It's interactions like help. Um, yeah. Some of them are, yeah, interactions online first. Some uh, we meet actually like back when bands used to play live mm -hmm. or just yeah from i know of them yeah like i, I think like w w one guest i really want to get on here is um drew from orange drink and i know we've kind of like we've been yeah. sailing ship we've been uh passing yeah. what are those what's that saying it's like passing ships in the night or whatever hmm. sailing ships in the night maybe Either either way, you understand what we're saying. But like, uh, I want to get him on the show. But then, like, as soon as like we almost had something set up, then quarantine kind of happened. Um, but otherwise, we've had some fun guests. Like Genesis Renji was on here. Oh Trace yeah. Here, I want to get uh, Cardiac DePulse on here. Oh, I forgot. Trey's called some. I think Trey's just going by Montre now. Um, oh yeah, he is. He just is. Changed his name. Yeah, um, Trey is Montre. Is yes. he's a real dope guy. Genesis also. One of the most inspiring dudes to talk to. Like you can't walk away. So you can't fun. talk away. You can't walk away from Genesis Renji without being like, you know, the brain meme where it keeps getting like bigger yeah. and bigger and then it just explodes. <laughs> Genesis is like the final stage of that, just in human form. Oh, absolutely. When we had him mm. on the show and we were talking about Lupe Fiasco and the cool, oh my god, like he he was that meme the whole time. Like he was just like all of a sudden, by the end of it, he's just rapping the shit. I'm just like, this is so fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, God, he was so much fun. Uh, but yeah. then, but I also want to get like Cardiac DePulse on here. Another big one that we had, another because we're big fans of him. Uh, uh, Jay Joseph, he runs Mondalucha. He was oh, on our okay. show and it was super fun. Like, it was cool talking to him on the show. And then, like, afterwards, we hung out for like an hour after just talking about wrestling and stuff like that. It was, it was so much fun. He was a great dude. That's badass. But yeah. yeah, like the guests have been phenomenal and I can't wait to get back to it to have guests again. Oh yeah, totally. Um, yeah, like and I, I, you know, for the longest, for like four months, you know, I was so stubborn about 
no, I can't do Mr. Nice Guy over Zoom. Like, fuck that shit. You know, it has to be authentic and in person. And, you know, um, luckily, thanks to this, uh, this technology, we can still have an authentic interaction. Um, yeah. I'm grateful for that. But I do miss, I do really miss, like, just chopping it up with somebody, like, in person over a couple drinks. And, you know, there is, like... There is like such a um, a comfort and uh, excitement that comes with that. So I do, I can't wait to do the show again in person. Are you guys not doing anything uh, um, virtually? We're we're doing we're doing uh, we're doing our thing virtually, but it's just like it's just us and Kevin. That's all we've been doing for the last couple of weeks. Oh, sure. Sure. Uh, and by weeks, I mean now. months. It's been months now, and. So yeah, it's 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 a good it's been a good few months of kind of self indulging in the sense of doing whatever we want. Mm-hmm. Uh because yeah, it's just hard to well, there's it's not really possible to have boots on the ground right now. Right. Um it would just be bad. Uh it's not worth it. But you know, but we miss it. Yeah. Just because it's not worth it right now. Because I, I, it's a deadly virus. I mean <laughs> our hearts are still in it, just not at that level. I, I will say that. Uh, I will say that even though we haven't been able to have guests, that Kevin has been a great uh, addition to our show and like helping us out a lot. And and maybe this might be something just because he doesn't have anything else to do right now or anything better to do right now. But we appreciate him being on the show all the time too. And he he always brings in like this this information that we I, I couldn't think of at least. I bet you, like I think Tony and him are more on the same page than I am with Kevin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, like Kevin does bring in this whole, like, well, actually kind of thing to it for any, any sort of episode. I, I really enjoy him being on the show with us for right now. Usually when we're being a couple of himbos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're telling me he's like a hot take guy or, uh, <laughs> uh correct in the record. Yeah. That too. Yes. <laughs> he's, uh, those stupid two assholes on ESPN that will yell at each other, pardon the interruption or whatever. Then there's the third fact checker guy that said, you said this, turns out it's this. He's that guy. So yeah. we're Kornheiser and the dude from Monday Night Football that yell at each other. I don't, I don't even know if they still do that. What have been some examples of like, um, you know, when a guest has brought you like a piece of music that you guys might not have been familiar with, but, you know, it's shared with you on the show and you actually like retain it and like come back to it and actually like make a good discovery. Like what are some examples of times where that's happened? Oh, Uh, fuck, it happens all the time, honestly. Yeah, basic, almost basically every time. I I will say um, we had, this one was... This turned out to be extremely my shit when this happened. Uh, <laughs> in January of this year, uh, we had Professor Pinkerton on. Oh, wow, um, he's good. from the Dead Man's Carnival. Super cool guy. He actually just announced the other day that he's having a boy. Fuck yeah, dude. I was like, real, I was oh. super happy about that. Oh. Um, but he showed us, uh, uh, oh, God damn it. The, the album was called C.W. Golf. Stone King, sir. C.W. Stone King. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. <laughs> but like, I listened to the sh- I listened to the shit out of that album when he presented it to extremely us. Extremely your shit. It was extremely my shit. Like that stuff. Holy There's fuck. There's one man. thing this guy loves. He loves spooky things. Like <laughs> spook, 
spooky. He likes his spooky well, season. Dead Man's Carnival is uh, a good uh, a good waypoint for that. And he and this man loves the blues. Like I I like I still every once in a while like go back and like I'm pretty sure like when we do our uh, wrap up of the year thing, it's gonna be one of my albums discovered this year. Uh, that I'm gonna definitely put probably number one on the list because fucking Jesus Christ, C.W. Stone King was so good, and I had tickets to his show because it was right down the road at fucking um, uh, Cactus Club, and and then quarantine happened. So yeah. so mad about that. Well, shite, yeah. shite. Um, Tony, 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 do you have one? Anybody uh, have? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it. It, it it's fun that's why not having just having the topic of album can be pretty interesting because you don't know what yeah. they're gonna pick there's yeah. so many there's have you guys checked there's a lot of albums there there's a lot, lot of them there's a there's more than a couple albums out there. there's like 50 at least so i don't think we're gonna run out of shows anytime soon <laughs> dude dude my dad can listen to he knows more albums than your dad. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right, honestly. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um no, but, actually but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I get that like it's um you know it's it's vast and uh, so um the whole idea of exploring music is infinitely incomplete. You know, there will always mm-hmm. be shit you haven't found or that you're waiting for the right context to come where like this actually finally clicks with you. Um, I've been sitting on a a list of music for years that has taken years to get through. I'm still not even halfway through it. It'll probably be uh, a list until I'm 30. Uh, But (laughs) yeah. Oh man. (laughs) <laughs> but, I want to be 30 again, huh? <laughs> all right, well, better better to the point, uh, 40. Even. I there you go. That's have, Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. But this is, you know, there's a ridiculous um, bulk of all the music that will change our lives that we, we we're still waiting to hear. Yeah. But you'll never find all of it. You will never find all of it. Which is a scary thought, but <laughs> keeps me going. Yeah, absolutely. God, I couldn't have put it better myself. My God. I think that's why it's considered a niche hobby for a lot of people. A lot of people really do stick to their just what they know, just yeah. because I think it's so intimidating. And then you're always like, there is sometimes an initial curve. And then when you get over it, they're like, why don't I do this often? I've discovered this new piece of music that changed my life. And then you do it all over again of, yeah. well, there's that curve at first. Yeah. Let's get into this one. Let's just go back to this. Yeah. So, you know, so even us that have like a dedicated sense of, I need to know more, even then it can be hard enough. So I get like, for some, why it's too intimidating because it's all available now. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> it's all at our fingertips and that makes it ever so easy, which also makes it, it, it kind of, uh, causes a paradox where it's also so hard where you feel so overwhelmed or you just shut down from like yeah i'm just gonna listen to this record for the 20th time this year <laughs> you know type shit so and we also not to mention are sitting in a gold mine of milwaukee music 
Oh, um, hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I will just tell you, um, so, I mean, I listen to Milwaukee music every day for breaking and entering, obviously, but one of the recent discoveries that abs, I, it, it is like, so, it gives me chills every time I hear it, and it is just so, um, you wouldn't have expected it. It just kind of came out of nowhere, but it is so glorious. Is uh, this this band? They're like a psychic, psychedelic, like beach rock sort of band called Vince Clortho. Okay. And uh, they just dropped an EP this past summer that has like a psychedelic, like desert rock cover of "If It Makes You Happy." by Ooh. Cheryl Crow. Okay. And it is one of the most like chilling things I've heard all year. It's I can't oh I that's a song that's I've just been re- returning to constantly. But it's like you know if you you have this like um this like uh this band that plays plays like a really niche style of music covering like you know such a popular nineties hit like, wow, you know, I mean, like, not to mention all the stuff they're writing on their own and, and you know, bringing to the airwaves. You you mentioned Orange Drink earlier, yeah. and uh, Drew is one of the most unique artists I've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> whenever, whenever you can go out to shows again and Drew is doing one with Orange Drink, you better get out there and check it out. It's fucking phenomenal. That shit is so much fun. And the best part of it is he will look you in the eye in the, in the crowd and make you, make you like feel you belong here. Like dude is just such a fucking kind guy. Like he is, he emphasizes the inclusivity so amazingly. Like, and his, you can't put him in any kind of genre because it's All of the, every song is like you know a completely different idea. Mm-hmm. Big shout out to Orange Drink. Yeah, and his husband is super nice too. Really sweet guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He his husband wears all of his merch like yep. at every show. <laughs> He's always in the stand. Yep, just wearing like the scarf and stuff. It the scarf, like, right? Yeah, like eighty degrees outside. He's just like in the scarf trying to sell it. I'm like, hell yeah, dude. That's good stuff. And that's goals. Yeah, that is goals. Hell yeah, so dude. that being said, um. What, uh, um, where are you guys are at now? What was the last episode you guys did with Not Exactly Radio? Public Enemy. We did Public Enemy. It takes a nation of millions to hold us back. We just released that today, actually. I forgot to, oh, God, I was so busy at work, I forgot to put it on Facebook. Oh, my God. And then Eddie Van Halen died, so then I had to, I posted about <laughs> that instead. Shit. I laughed, but, yeah, that sucks. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, he was like one of the coolest people in the world for like five years, 10 yeah. years. He had a run of being like the biggest badass in the world. We weren't hey. alive yet, but. Shredder. Yeah. <laughs> okay. the shredder. But, uh, but yeah, we, we, we just released Public Enemy uh, this weekend. We're going to do Bad Religion. And I think I would like, I guess I didn't talk with Tony and Kevin about it yet, but I'd like to do a Halloween episode. Uh, and then uh, I think to finish it off on election day, I wouldn't mind doing a Rage Against the Machine episode. Uh, mm. Just uh, try that. I think I think that's kind of the direction we were going in, or that's what I'm going to tell Kevin and Tony that we're going to be doing soon. We're so edgy, <laughs> dropping podcasts on election day. 
We, well, it just so happened to be on a Tuesday. When we yeah, I know. I know. I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, we're doing what we can, right? Yeah. What a bunch, what a bunch of rocking dudes. <laughs> rocking dudes. Dropping podcasts on election day. Um, <laughs> man. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, you know, I won't, uh, won't hold back the fact that I'm, it's a background anxiety. Uh, until November third, you know, I'm I'm still like it's just on my mind constantly. Well, the thing that sucks, last last weekend, this last weekend's events notwithstanding, we'll let that plot unfold as it will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, we all like uh, have our outcomes that yeah. we're cheering for, but uh, just the raw idea of the election, like, because you know, it's not just going to be one day. Yeah. Because all the mail, and then it's just, uh, it's going to be such a circus. Uh, I was going to say, I guess speaking of voting, has everyone here, uh, did their mail-in ballots yet? I have, yes. Okay. Uh, did it uh, last weekend. Have it. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I, have, I have mine too. I got to put yeah. I did, uh, I did cast it uh, last weekend. Um, didn't waste a moment. I mean, I just, I... Uh, I didn't want to like dwell on the idea of voting for Joe Biden. I just want oh, yeah. to do it and get it over with. Yep, same. Um, That's the same. Yeah, I mean, as much as like you know, I'm like I identify with Marxist Leninism and revolutionary socialism, and that I support a full abolition of you know the U.S. imperialist empire. At the same time, in order to make large scale change like that we do have to like play our part to like even do the incremental change that comes with that. So yeah. voting is still, it's still important to do. Um, yeah. And uh, you, you know what you have to do um, for this time around because Absolutely. people's, I mean, people's lives have always been at stake, you know, considering, you know, uh, judicials and, you know, political policy, but Right now, like we are in such, we are on such a brink of an uprising. It is so, you can feel it, you know? So. Shit. It's, 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 it's been that way for, I mean, not just like since March, but like, or not March, May, but it's, it's, I don't know. It's been that way for a while now. It's 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 sad that it's taking this long, but like I guess you know slowly but surely we should make it there. I guess. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, thank you guys for being on the show tonight. I uh, had a lot of fun uh, talking about music, talking about yeah. podcasting, and talking about just guys being dudes. Guys being dudes. Dudes <laughs> being <laughs> bros. <laughs> um. And uh, oh, I forgot to ask, um, guys, how was uh, how was texting for Peepaw? How did that go? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I uh, when Super Tuesday hit, I quit. <laughs> I, I I tried oh, to keep it alive a little bit. It was it was an experience, wasn't it, Ben? It it was it was quite the thing. Like you I didn't expect. Like that indoctrination and just moving left, how hard it really is hit, how hard it has hit people. Probably people, yeah, just like we really have a wall to get through there of moving left doesn't endanger and bring nations to its knees like 
people really do believe that shit. Yeah, it's it was quite alarming. Like I remember uh, whenever a state would come up or I, I did mostly texting for like these events that were happening in certain states and like certain states would meet you with like nice things like, oh, no, thanks. I'm voting for whoever. Or they'd be like, hell yeah, I'm voting for Bernie or whatever. Uh, but then like... <laughs> I don't want to call out my Midwestern brother, but Ohio really didn't like me very much when I was texting him very much. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. uh, but there was still like some nice responses and like there was still some people that like thanked us for what we do, even if they didn't believe what we believed or anything, because I feel like they were we were still being an integral uh, piece, a key piece into what was going on as, as far as the election. And uh, just the community itself was fun like seeing the, seeing seeing the rest of the people that were also texting for bernie sanders it was it was it was nice um i think one of the things and it sucks uh because the discord was nice it was nice to see other people coming together but it, then when things were getting worse and it then it was just going through so many stories of so many people that it really was our kind of like hail mary yeah. at the end where we're all trying to like go, you know, push off this tide of a lot of misery for a long time. And we're trying really hard to just push that back. And a lot of people are just already on the down, facing down the barrel of guns. So seeing all their stories in that chat just really yeah, sucks was... knowing that it all exists. We knew that ahead of time, but you still read them. It makes them even more real, you know, of everybody of going, this was my one hope that maybe I could, care for myself by the end of the year stuff like that and it's just like that it it, it it's why we did it and it just sucked like once it was so deflating to watch the centrists circle their wagons yeah how yeah. much came crashing down you know so that's that was the point where i was like gotta think about something else right. yeah yeah no kidding um yeah i mean bernie's defeat is what uh, radicalized me to join the PSL this year. Um, it that day after, I mean, I couldn't, I just like couldn't engage in anything without an unhinged anger of like, you know, we had a chance, and uh, once again, like, you know, corporate establishment interests dominated you know, what a real shot was for signal change. But, uh, That's but uh, I mean, you've had a lot of radicals say before, you know, if voting could bring about massive change, they would make it illegal, which they basically kind of are for most, you know, the people they really don't want to vote. You know, <laughs> I mean, Milwaukee just shut down. Yeah, Wisconsin Republicans just shut down the two completely slam dunk we're dealing with a fucking virus right now locations of oh wow we could let people in there to do it and so they are kind of making it illegal <laughs> to make invoke change and i think it's because people are more informed people know what they want yeah, yeah exactly um, so they have to do all they can to first dissuade you with the media and stuff like that of Bernie's this awful person who's going to steal all your money and give it to a welfare queen. Um, right. And, and in addition to the myriad of distractions, you know, yeah. 
<laughs> uh, here's uh, a bunch of shame, jangly keys. Uh, ben? <laughs> I would say it's just, just a bunch of fear words. Like no one really, bless you, Jess. Uh, no one really knew uh, the, uh, the word socialism or how it worked, but they just used it as like some sort of fear tactic. Because like, even at my job, like I remember hearing some higher up was just like nobody wants a socialist as a president and i'm like this is peon so i can't say anything but i'm just like come on man like look up something like read a book i don't know like something yeah. <laughs> I think a crazy thing about like when people like say they're like they oppose socialism and are afraid of socialism is like if you actually like break down what all of the um what all of the proposals and necessities that socialism entails, if you break it all down for those people and talk about like, you know, socializing basic human rights and stuff like that, when you break it down to all of them, they sound like a sociopath if they say they don't agree with yeah, any of these things. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's, that is totally the, like the fallacy in anyone like opposing socialism is that like you know if you don't believe that like you know people should fucking have like a secure source of food and clean drinking water you know there's so many fucking structures and shelters that are available for people to you know that you know homeless folks or otherwise people that need housing right now could live in the fact that it can't be capitalized on is why they're not allowed is like um why they're not being allowed shelter right now is like if you break all those things down to those pe to people that are so afraid of socialism you're like well you are either a complete sociopath you are just you have a really perverted misunderstanding of socialism or you just have so much fucking pride and you have a political form of stockholm syndrome <laughs> where you're a capitalist but you have no fucking capital like we're all the working class stupid mm -hmm. right god <laughs> for real <laughs> jesus yeah. people are pretty much all of us are socialists some of some of us are afraid of socialism like the word socialist right it's it's uh developing the sense of class consciousness is uh, a lot of the work that we all need to work on now because <laughs> um, we just don't know where to go yet we have zero power that's the big problem too yeah. um, we always talk about that is just because our power should be our labor but every union's been crushed to shit <laughs> right made yeah. nearly illegal yeah. Um, so, so, and then, then, but then the Black Lives Matter movement we got this year, that's why for a lot of people, it's the first thing that you can feel really optimistic about. Just the question where it goes there, it's stuff like there's been movements like Occupy Wall Street, Black Lives Matter started under Obama, where all of a sudden then they use these like lightning rods to take all this energy and then dissipate at all and so how are they are they gonna you know so we'll see how this 
these next years they try to take away and you know kill all this energy mm-hmm. well you have a comrade in me my friends <laughs> so comrade. as we're closing out here tony what keeps you up at night oh um well yeah probably just all these things that we're talking about that's 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 uh yeah that's that's more than enough because we could just keep going so benny keeps you up at night uh yeah i guess the same thing (laughs) like shit i mean like i think about all my parents are retired and my mom can't do too many things uh medically until she turns 65 when she gets on medicare like right now she's like in this limbo where it's like going to be very expensive and that just like that's so unfair. Like she worked so hard, like all her life and stuff like that. And then just now just to be kind of like in this limbo, like if anything happens to her right now until like, uh, uh, she's turning, she's turning 65 next year. It's like, I, I, it's, it's scary. It's just scary. Luckily, you know, knock on wood, nothing has happened. She's got six months to go until she turns 65 and, uh, I'll feel a lot better then. But like being in this state of panic, just it's not good that's just one of many things that have kept me keeps me awake at night <laughs> certainly yeah well, that's that's legitimate for sure um tony what puts you to sleep mm. oh man uh glad you asked him first everything because you know I get like, a sleepy boy. Once once it's past eleven o'clock, unless I'm having caffeine, I'll I'll be out. So you know, <laughs> that's good. Uh, Benny, how about you? Uh, I think the the comfort of sleeping next to my fiance helps oh. a lot. Like she's been she's been my rock, and I I absolutely can't wait to marry her in a couple of weeks. Uh, shout and, out to shout out to the fiance for sure. Yeah. Amber, she's great. I love you, baby. I can't wait to marry you. It's going to be great. But like, she's, she's like, today was my first day of therapy, but like, she's been kind of like, she's took, she's taken on this stuff that she didn't need to take on uh, with me. And I, I, I feel thankful every day that she's with me and it's, it's been great. And I try to give it back to her as much as I can. Oh yeah. By the time this is out, you'll probably be married. Okay, I was going to ask when this dropped. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably be a month or so. But uh, Okay, that's cool. Then I'm going to tell you, we also bought a house, so I'm stressed out as fuck. And by the, oh, by yeah. the time this yeah. episode comes out, <laughs> we'll actually be in that house. Sorry, okay, I'm done now. <laughs> that's dope. That is dope. Congratulations, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, what's been putting me to sleep has been watching Community on Netflix. Hell yeah, dude. It Hell yeah. The best show, man. It's Troy so- is the best. <laughs> I think Abed is the best. Abed Troy, is awesome. Troy is a close second. They're they're the best together. Yep, yeah, for sure. Um, thank you, boys, for being on the show. This was fun. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. Um, Not exactly radio. Uh, for everyone watching, check it out. Very fun podcast. Uh, talk about they talk about all things uh, music and their favorite albums. And uh, looking forward to uh, tuning into them next time. Thank you for watching, Mister Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Cheers.